Welcome to Bon Jovi Discussions. Today I have my buddy who is in England right now, and it's currently, what, 10.30 your time? It is, 10.30. Well, here's my friend Chris who's willing to stay up so late. To me, 10.30 at night is late for me, but to some <laughs> people, they're just starting to, I don't know. But uh, how you doing, buddy? I'm very well, thank you, Jerry. How are you? Good, good, good. Well, so I always start this off with um, how you became a fan, so I got to hear your, your story, how you became a Bon Jovi fan. Well, 1986, uh, I was 10. A celebrity. That's it. You Give Love a Bad Name was uh, was, was on the radio. Uh, these were the days, obviously, when uh, people actually listened to the radio uh, to go and go and get the top 10 hits. And uh, my sister, you've got my sister to blame. Uh, for me to be in Bon Jovi. She had a, a poster of Richie Sambora uh, okay. of her bed. She was never really much of a John fan. She was more of a Richie fan. I don't know if that's something to do with the King of Swing. I'm not too sure, but there we go. That's a different conversation on a different way. <laughs> but yeah. but uh, basically, um, uh, she said, you've got to listen to this. You've got to listen to it. it was, you give love a bad name. And uh, and then, as you well know, shortly after Living on the Prayer was released, and then shortly after that, obviously, you wanted to do it lives and, and never say goodbyes and whatnot. Uh, and I was hooked. And for the UK, you know, for, you know, such powerful songs as You Give Love by Name, Living on a Prayer and so forth, it, it, you know, it, it, you know it, it catapulted the album, Slippery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and for me, you know, even though the anthem of Living on a Prayer is worldwide nowadays, and it obviously it takes on different meanings for different people in different situations, 9-11, for example, you know, you know, it, it, it just it just it just came this big and, and, and Bon Jovi in the UK wasn't really much of a band. Slippery and Wet comes along and then, you know, Bon Jovi suddenly becomes worldwide renowned yeah and it happened overnight like that you know insane but it was great yeah um so what's your favorite song overall overall to this very day out of all of them has to be wanted dead or alive wanted okay i love wanted and you know what i i uh I, you know i was on your instagram uh actually for you just before uh, coming on to it, and I saw I saw your nice picture on there on the uh, watching slip uh, listening to Slippery When Wet. Did I? You did. And yeah. On there, the, the, uh, the Japanese import. That's it. And also, you had a, a, a written letter with the vinyl from John saying this album should have come with a shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I couldn't agree with him anymore. You know, I just think that album, Slipper and Wet, New Jersey, for me, is the pinnacle of what Bon Jovi is. You know, I understand, obviously, they diversify all the time. There's changes. I'm very well aware. But for me, that's, that's my that's my favourite part, my favourite period of Bon Jovi. You know, that's what got me hooked. You know, but what about you? How did As, you get into bon Jovi? What, what's that? How did you get into Bon Jovi? Well, I was an eight-year-old boy, this this tall. You can't even see it because that's how tall. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and uh, I remember it was back in May 2000, June 2000. 
and I was a little boy sitting in front of the TV watching his cartoons, and I changed it to VH1. And as I did, I saw this guy, you know, the It's My Life music video came on, and, uh, you know, he was so determined to get to this Bon Jovi show. And I thought it was just so, you know, as a kid, you're like, oh, my God, like all these stunts he's doing just to get to see a band. And then they saw that they showed the band. I was like, man, these guys look really cool. And then the song was just so catchy. Every day, you know, this is before Internet, so you couldn't just go off and play the song. You had to wait until it was on the radio or, or um, on TV or the album. But the album wasn't out until later of, of June. And uh, so every day I waited and finally got on record tape and I played over and over and over. And then Crush came out the first day and I begged my parents for it. And I said, please, I got to have it. And uh, they're like, well, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Well, I went uh, to summer day camp every day and I came home and there was Crush on my dresser. And I, I played, that was the only thing that I played all summer. My parents had enough of hearing Crush <laughs> but they started buying me the other albums prior to 2000, you know, separate <laughs> debut, you know, all, all those albums. And uh, it just all started from it. Then, you know, One Wild Night was released a year later, then Bounce. And, and then just 22 years later, I'm still <laughs> a diehard Bon Jovi fan. And I do my podcast here. <laughs> and so, but yeah, that's it. I was going to say, because obviously, I know obviously we follow each other on Instagram and everything mm -hmm. else. And you kind of get a feel of a person, you know, family base and everything else. I see, I see things like your wife and yourself going to Bon Jovi shows and everything else. Like, I have yeah. to, like, like, is your wife, you know, a poor, you know, oh, here he goes again, buying more Bon Jovi stuff. Or, or is she just into Bon Jovi just as much as you? Well, you thought that I would drive my parents nuts playing crush over and over she's got to live with it and she married it but no she is very supportive and she goes to bon jovi events with me now we do runaway tour trips together and it, it's really nice to finally share those experiences with someone that i absolutely you know it, it's great to do it with my bon jovi friends yeah and i love that but it's also special to do it with her because then we have you know you know like i have a picture of her and John um, together, you know, and I just, I, I love stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's, she's supportive. She's not a big fan like me. Like she's got her few favorites, but uh, she, she's not like, uh, she doesn't perk up when I play them. And she listens, she hears me play them every day. So what about your family? Well, uh, I've got two daughters. Uh, their mom sadly passed away uh, back in March. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, yeah, okay. uh, so it's just me and my daughters that live together. Uh, uh, we have uh, they 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 like Bon Jovi. Uh, yeah. I, I think a bit like you, you know, it's played a lot. Uh, so 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 they know all the different songs. They know the words, you know. Uh, but I did offer them to go down to uh, Wembley Stadium uh, back in uh, 2019 mm -hmm. on the, this house is not for sale. Uh, tour uh, uh, and and they went no you're all right you you're absolutely fine and I thought you know what I thought I am not missing Wembley Stadium for anybody you know and uh, and so I went down on my own I caught the train two and a half hours down I stood in that line you know I spoke to fans I got I got in that and you know it was a fantastic experience to be there you know Wembley Golden Circle and what a concert it turned out to be you know. Absolutely. 
But uh, in terms of that, you know, obviously the 2020 tour, uh, it didn't come out of America. You know, it, it was just an American-based tour. But you went there, didn't you? Yeah, I did four shows, three, three, four, three shows, I think. Yeah, and yeah, it was it was a it was a great tour. Um, you know, very short and sweet. You know, just. You know, as John said, just a t- test in the waters kind of thing, just to kind of get back out there, get the wheels in motion, and uh, yeah. So, well, let's get into our first topic. And uh, I know that, so for everyone that's watching, Chris's Instagram username is Bon Jovi Collection, and he posts some cool, st- you know, for people that, that know me, I am obviously a diehard Bon Jovi fan, but I'm also a huge collector of Bon Jovi merch. So I've been collecting for the last 22 years. I got an office full of stuff. I got stuff in my living room. I got stuff in totes. I got stuff in closets. I just, I have a ton of stuff. And so Chris, Chris and I would kind of bond over what we have and and stuff like that. So we thought we would talk about um, some of our favorite items in our collection. So I thought I have a top three. And no, so I thought we will go back and forth with yeah. one and one. And so since you're my guest, I'll let you introduce your first, your absolute favorite item in the collection. Oh, look at that. Is that a Kramer? There you go. Okay. So people, so I, I have this on YouTube and I have this on Apple Podcasts. So people that are listening on Apple Podcasts obviously can't see what you're holding up. It is a Kramer, a vintage Kramer guitar with the Bon Jovi New Jersey logo painted on their front. Man, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's- so, so basically, um, it got to the point where, as you well know yourself as a fellow collector, you collect the vinyls, you mm-hmm. collect the CDs. You have the odd T-shirt and so forth. Yep. And then once in a blue moon, as you're looking at things, something comes up and you go, I must have that. Yeah. Oh, I know the feeling. My uh, wife knows the feeling. I bet you do. And you know what? Every time that parcel comes to the door, it's you that has to get to that door first. <laughs> yeah, and, and rush to open it and everything. Oh, yeah. Unless yeah, my you, wife, she always, she always goes, oh, here's another parcel. Would you order this? T-? You know, because you just, I always look every day on eBay, Macari, Friends, and, you know, just, I'm always looking. And, and, and most of the stuff I, I pretty much already have. But there's always something to say, hey, this looks cool. I'm going to get, you know, and it's just, it's always nice to, add something to collect not that i need to but (laughs) so okay so your first one's the guitar then what's yours jerry okay so my absolute favorite thing in my bon jovi collection and with this one i don't want to say collection because it sounds weird but my absolute favorite thing that i have because of this band and i know it's going to sound cheesy but it's true it is actually the friends that i've made through this band you know, with all the all the Bon Jovi fans that absolutely love this band as much as me, because growing up before social media and stuff, you know, I felt like alone being a Bon Jovi fan. And with how much I love the band, and then you know, the backstage of John Bon Jovi fan club started going to shows, and then social media, I was able to connect to other with other diehard fans who love the band just as much as me, and got it got what I felt and you know it's amazing to go to shows with other Bon Jovi friends 
and being able to, for example, uh, Nashville show back in April of, of this year, the last song was I'll Be There For You. And it was emotional. And I remember I cried at the end of it because it was the way that John performed it and the way that, you know, we didn't know what the future of the band was at that, you know, at that time. And the way that John kind of left the stage, and, you know, it was an emotional performance. And I remember myself and other diehard fans, we had tears in our eyes when the, when the house lights went on. And, uh, but yeah, I, I would absolutely say it, the friends that I've made because of this band, that is my absolute favorite thing. You know, there's people from all over the world that I talk with every single day, whether it's about the band or, or just even our, you know, my personal life. Some of the greatest people that I've met is through this fandom. So that's my absolute favorite thing in the, in my, I don't want to use the word collection, but you get what I mean. Something I've gotten from. You know, it's a funny thing that you should say, because with Bon Jovi collection, you do get that bond. Yeah. You know, and it's that communication through the music of Bon Jovi. Yeah. And that brings people together. And like you rightly say, you, you get people from all around the world, you know, and you get people going, oh, I know that they're in America, but when are they coming to the UK? When are they coming to Australia? You know, when are they coming to Brazil? You know, and, and it's really nice, like you said, to be interacting with people. Yeah, and you are right because, like, you know, you follow them, they follow you, and, and you get a feel of each of his lives. Yeah, you know? it's it's great. You know, it, and it makes you it, – it's one thing to be a fan of something, of, of someone, but then to actually connect with other people who, like I said, get it, who love that band as much as you. And, you know, like – you learn different reactions to, diff- to different songs that people have. You know, like I may think of this song for this reason, but then they think of this song for that reason. It's, it, it's nice to hear people's stories of how they've, how your favorite band's music has touched someone else's life, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so it's, it's also like a certain song can take on a different meaning for you. Yeah. That same song could mean something different for them. Exactly. It's that memories. Yeah. You know, so, so, you know, I, I just think it, it's so powerful at times. It really is. And, and just to leave off with this, the, the perfect, the, the most perfect example I could use too is on Twitter. When, and the thing I love doing every morning is I always, as soon as I wake up, I post the poll for the day. I don't know if you follow me on Twitter, but okay. I post. Okay. So, you know, you know about my polls then, you know, I'll put this and this song together and then people will comment, well, I vote for this song because I love it because of this reason yeah. or or this song has touched my life because, you know. And so it's kind of unique to see what song people would prefer and why. And, uh, you know, just on Twitter itself, I love posting stuff about about my favorite band because others will jump in and, and comment about this or comment. And we just have a great discussion and you know, I just I, I love being able because my wife doesn't want to hear about Bon Jovi. My son doesn't <laughs> want to hear about Bon Jovi. My colleagues don't want to hear about Bon Jovi. My neighbor don't want to hear about Bon Jovi. So the only people that will actually listen to me about Bon Jovi are my Bon Jovi friends. So yeah. all right, buddy. So all right, so your set your second favorite item in the collection. Right. Okay. So I've done a little something here in preparation for today. So um I'll just have to move this. Uh, I've actually done this. Oh, man. 
So, so all this is is literally like uh, part of the collection. I mean, okay. uh, but what I really do like, which I'm just going to put this back down here, is obviously, as we well know, Mr. Sambora. And what I, what I also like is is this here. So this is the aftermath of the lowdown. Oh yeah, I got that in a toast. I've been meaning to dig. Uh, I, I just I, I, I love yeah. I love Richie. I love Richie. I haven't seen that one in years actually because I ha I've, I've had it stored away because I don't want it to get damaged. That's it. And and this has come out of storage, especially for today. And uh, it's got the LPs. Uh, yep. uh, if you can see that. So for those viewers who are just listening audio, uh, what I'm actually holding up here is the aftermath uh, of the lowdown. Uh, best way to describe is LP book, uh, and basically with this, it's got everything to do like with the history of, of the album, how it came about. It's got all the, it's got all the lyrics in there. It's got wonderful photographs of Richie Sambora, and obviously it's got the uh, double LP uh, at the back. And you know that is just something that, uh, yeah, I have to honestly go and say I treat myself yeah. to, uh, very special. Like I said, people. Can get the um, you know the CD, but uh, again, it's it's impossible to narrow it down to top three. But uh, yeah. it, you know these these things that I have here, you know, is everything from box sets to albums. And as you well know, you know you can't just have one album of Crush, for example. Nope. No, 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 no. You have about seven, eight versions, ten versions. Of, of, I, I got of, I got nineteen. And you know, it's funny because because you say 19 versions of Crush, but each one of them, you know, to the outside world, they think you must be mad having 19 versions of, of, of the same album, but you're not. You know, it's 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 collectors, it's different tracks, it's, it's different covers, it's different sleeves, it's different, you know, yeah. and I'm addicted to that. I love that. And, and this goes back to my uh, point of us getting it. Like you and me, we get it, but my wife will be like, how many, how many albums of Crush do you have to have? I'm like, you don't get it. I have the US standard version, the French pressing, the Japanese, uh, the special editions, the live track edition, yeah. uh, just all signed edition, and just all these different, you know, it may not be, it might be a, around, it's around there. I, I know I have a, Quite a few crush <laughs> editions, but I, I know I have them all. The UK edition, the remix edition, all all those, and um, yeah. But you, you and I get it. You know, it's you know, like my my CD collection is. I probably have over three, four hundred albums. You know, just different editions, the actual albums. You know, CD, DVD, all, all special editions, all that. But um, yeah, okay. So my second favorite, and I'll have to show it because I have this in a case and I don't want to get out of the case but my so I not not to brag here not to brag at all but my some of my favorite items I have are signed items I love collecting signed items and I probably have over 400 autographed items wow yeah from but but what makes an autograph more special 
is having it personalized to you. And so for all these years, I've waited and waited to get a personalized autograph from not only John, but also I have one from Alec and I have one from David. I think that's it. I don't think I have one from Richie. I don't think. But I know John, Alec, and uh, David I have. But my absolute favorite, and I'll show it in the picture here, is this that I got last year. Oh, the guitar. Yeah. So it's a signed photo of John from Because We Can uh, music video. And it says, to Jerry, thank you for your friendship and loyalty. And then a signed 2020 album, to Jerry, thanks for everything. And then a signed guitar, to Jerry, blame it on the love of rock and roll. And he signed <laughs> it. That's brilliant. So, so like I said, I have these all in cases, right? I, would, I didn't want to take it out. And, you know, I don't want anything to ever happen to me because that is like the holy treasure of my collection. And uh, But like I said, you know, just having something personalized to you makes makes that autograph more special. Like I said, I have over 400 autographs, and they're, they're all special. I, I love each and every one of them. But having something signed to you by your favorite band, there's nothing better than that. Definitely not, no. Uh, you, you know, and, and the funny thing is, is uh, I've never met Bon Jovi. You will one day. I, I'm, I'm hoping to one day. I, I'm, um, I'm really hoping Bon Jovi tour the UK again. You know, um, I, I don't want 2020 to be the last uh, hurrah sort of thing. You know, yeah. I, I really do want, you, you know, Bon Jovi to do a, a worldwide or, or a European leg, you know. And, like, obviously, as age creeps up, you know, maybe... It might be split into different areas, you know, it might have more breaks in it. But, you know, as long as I get to meet them, I would absolutely love that. And I'm hoping Richie Sambora as well will, will tour on his new album, uh, like he did with RSO, you know, they came over. Uh, so I'm just I'm just hoping that uh, we get to meet him as well. Yeah, well, the band's definitely not done yet. Oh, definitely. All right, so your third and last favorite item of the in You know the what? I'm going to struggle. I really am because there's just there's just there's just so much here. Um, what I'm just going to do is I'm going to grab uh, where did I put it? Where did I put it, Jerry? Uh, I can't just put my hand on it right this very moment, but I will do. I promise you. Is the uh, No Apologies uh, CD single? Oh, with the white background, the black heart and dagger. Yeah, I love that one too. Yeah. Yeah, I put it here, but uh, I will. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's a that's a rarity too, because yeah. that was only released, I think, in the UK and France, I think. Yeah. So, but, uh, what, like, I'm after so many different things, you know, on on, on my wish list, you know, yeah. uh, you know, and uh, what's your what's your ultimate one? Not to interrupt you. What's your ultimate? wish to have in your collection uh i've i've had quite a lot of them before uh and then uh i've i've i've, I've sold a few items uh and then obviously as you look back in time you kind of regret selling them you know mm -hmm. um so um if I really had to 
to go and pick one thing, uh, it would probably be. Um, I would like the long box version of "I'll Be There for You." Oh yeah, I see. I loved collecting all the long boxes. You know, yeah. all the first four albums, "Keep the Faith" too. Yeah, uh, and Richie's "Blaze of yeah. Glory." Yep. Yeah, "Blaze of Glory" long box. I would love. Yeah, That's "Keep the Faith" was the last one that they did. Yeah, so I've got uh, what have we got here? I've got "Ballad of Youth." Uh, long box, the stranger in this town. Uh, long box, the keep the faith. Long box. I've got the New Jersey long box. Uh, you know, so I do have a few long boxes, but definitely I'll be there for you. And yeah. all the long boxes would be that they yeah. would be nice. Yeah, know. absolutely. Um, I'll keep my if I, if I ever find anything like that, I'll, I'll send you the link. Okay. Thank you. What about yourself, Jerry? What about your third? My third, and I will I will show it. So my dad was very supportive of my Bon Jovi fanship. And he would make sure I got the albums on the first day. It, both my parents did, both my parents. But um, my dad would, always, would take me to shows to see them. I remember he would travel f far, wherever I wanted to go to see, oh, reasonably. But I'll, I'll stop being around the bush here. My favorite item is so the my dad died in 2009. I'm sorry. So the very last shows that we did were uh, the Madison Square Garden shows in um, New York City on the Lost Highway tour, which concluded the tour. Yep. And so this was the very last. I have it framed because it's so special to me that I I had it professionally framed. But it's a uh, framed uh, T-shirt, which these shirts are very rare because they're only sold at the Madison Square Garden shows. And um, I, I framed mine. And um, it was the very last T-shirt and the very last show that he ever got me before he died. Mm -hmm. And so when I look at this, one of my greatest things about one of my favorite memories of my dad is seeing how happy he was to see me so happy seeing my favorite band. And he wasn't the biggest Bon Jovi fan, but he still, you know, let me play Bon Jovi in the car. He'd take me to shows or get me whatever merch I wanted as a kid. I was 16 at that show, and then my dad died when I was 17. But so I, lo I look at this framed T-shirt and just think about the wonderful memories I had, you know, traveling seven, eight hours to New York City with him. And New York City is my favorite place in the world, too. But just having that bond with him. And if I knew that was going to be the very last show, I, I would have taken a lot more. Uh, not that I didn't, but really, really appreciated that day a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that's that's my favorite item and my third favorite item in the collection. And I have it framed and it's sitting here in my office. So, And you know what? That, 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 I know you say about autographs and, and everything else, but, you know, nothing can replace that. You know, that is just special. Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, yeah. You know, I, I tear up sometimes looking at it and stuff, and you know, I'm just I'm glad I have it. You know, another cool thing about this T-shirt too is, you know, we're so used to the heart and dagger, but New York City is nicknamed the Big Apple, and so they actually have an apple instead of a heart. Oh yeah, that'd be quite nice. Yeah. yeah, so that's the, that's an apple. Yeah, <laughs> so it's uh, fantastic. And then it has July 14th and July 15th, end of the road, end of the road uh, tour, New York. 
And um, yeah. And uh, yeah, those, and I, I was so glad they put that show on DVD too. And uh, yeah, so. That is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. But, 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 but what do you see then for the future of Bon Jovi? Okay, so that's our next topic. The fu- See, I, I get asked this a lot and I talk about it a lot. What I personally think, you know, 40 years is coming up next year, 40th anniversary. So next year is definitely going to be a huge year for the band. Um, as far as future, you know, I, I'll do it within a five, 10 year um, space, whatever. Um, I, you know, Tico's approaching 70 next year. Um, you know, the band's getting older. Obviously, you know, we've seen and we've gotten so used to Bon Jovi touring nonstop album, tour, album, tour, album, tour. We have definitely seen, I hate to use the word, and I don't want to use this word, but I'm going to decline, you know, since, you know, pretty much the What About Now tour. You know, and that was cut short because of Richie, but, you know, if you look at the This House tour, it was spread out in three years when. Really, we could have. They could have done it within a year. Um, but anyway, which, which is fine the way that they did it. Um, I'm all for them slowing down and taking their breaks, whatever. But this house tour, we saw uh, a decline of um, shows, not as many shows. And then you know you'd have a block, uh, a leg here, and then months later another leg, and then months later another leg, and um, and then obviously with this last tour, you know, it was just a 15-date tour back in April just to kind of test the waters. And uh, But anyway, so what I think is I think we're going to keep seeing that. Take, because, look, John has always said in an interview how much he's loved touring, how much he's loved um, just being out on the road. I think that's changed. I still think he loves to perform, but if you watch interviews now, he doesn't like – he, he admits he doesn't like to tour anymore, and that's okay. I think he's at the point in his life now where he just likes to be with his family and do his own thing, you know, and that's okay. So what I think with the band now, I think, especially with the pandemic, I think it's taught John a lot about really embracing family and, and you know, stuff like that. So the next 10 years, I, I think, you know, we're going to see some maybe one or two more world tours, you know, um, which will that, you know, I, I can see next year being a 40th anniversary tour. Yeah. And then maybe a year or two after that, a final tour with an album out. And I, I will not say that's going to be the end of the band. I don't think it's going to be what these other bands are doing where, okay, this is it. We're not going to do anything after this. I still think there's going to be, you know, obviously the legacy is always going to live on, but there's still going to be a Bon Jovi after Torn. I think we're going to start seeing the end of Torn within the next five years, but I can still see residencies happening. I can see something like they did back in April where they just tore maybe once a year for 10 shows, which could be a residency. I still see them making new music. I still see them doing this or doing that. Uh, runaway trips happening. John's got that work ethic that he's not going to slow down. I mean, obviously he's going to slow down, but he's not going to stop doing what he's doing. I think he's going to still do stuff. I, I'd personally love another solo album 
from John. Yeah. But you look at Tico, at, you know, approaching 70, you know, I don't think he's going to want – I mean, and he's still a hell of a drummer. You know, watching back in April, I mean, he still drums like he's 20. You know, he's just – he's incredible. So to conclude what I'm trying to say is I, I, I think we're going to start seeing the end of Torrent. But that doesn't mean it's the end of the band. I still see residencies happening. I can still see a block of shows happening. Um, maybe a new album here or there, or some, just some new music overall. But uh, what, what's your opinion? I actually agree with you. Uh, obviously, with the 40th anniversary that's coming along, you know, um, I, I watched an interview where they were saying uh, uh, 100 million fans can't be wrong. Uh, there will be something along that lines, you know, being released maybe next year to go and celebrate the 40th anniversary, you know. So, like well, John said, has, I'm sorry, John has has said that. John did say last year that we we're going to be getting a new box set next year, and then they're going to also do a like a pop up museum, with, yeah. You know, artifacts in the you know history of Bon Jovi and and stuff like that. So. That's yeah. that would be exciting. I think that would be great because I, I think as Bon Jovi fans, you, you know, we like them. Well, we don't like we we love their music. We love them, you yeah. know. And let's be honest. I think with the sad passing of Alec John Such recently, uh, uh, even though we expect humans to obviously pass away, Alec was the first of the Bon Jovi family. Yeah, I think that hit us all. I think it hit us all hard, to be honest with you. You know, I think you know, you know. I I, I remember uh, reading it for the first time, and obviously straight away you're looking at album covers, you're looking in inserts, you're looking at yeah. Alex. Think, yeah, cracky, you know. And like you say about Tico, you know, you know, with the ages becoming and and John with the pandemic, you know, coming close and whatnot. So I think next year I think you will see the box set. Uh, obviously with the box set for me. Uh, things like Edge of a Broken Heart, Borderline, things like that. That was with, you know, New Jersey, Slippery Area, you know, those sort of things being released later on, you know, and on singles. And if, if, I don't mean to be rude, if I can interrupt you on that because I have a good point. Another thing that I would love to see from the band that, that you mentioned, you know how they did with New Jersey in 2014 with the yeah. Super Lux box set? You know, I had one, they had a remastered version of the album, then, second disc was outtakes demos and then the third disc was the videos and access to all areas dvd yeah i would love for them to do every single album and i'm surprised that they never did it for slippery or for crush i think it'll all be coming yeah i, I do too that's this is the one obviously that yeah yeah right so obviously viewers who are watching this can can then also see it and that there is 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 the back of what jerry's talking about yep but, but, yeah, absolutely. You know, and like I have said this time and time again, you, you know, uh, on on these sort of things here, you know, where, you know, slippery and wet, you know, could be so much more. You, you know, all the albums, Crush, could be so much more. And, you know, uh, even though you've got the odd concert being released as well, uh, you, you know, what I personally would love to see is I would love to see deluxe versions of every album like that, like New Jersey, being released, even from Bon Jovi, Bon Jovi, the, the debut album, right through to 2020 and onwards. 
and every one of them should have outtakes should have the album and it should have a live concert from that era yeah and like magical yeah kind of like what uh kiss did with their kissology you know they could do something from each era okay so one box set you know you get a massive box set with all four albums you know the, the, the albums have been remastered so many times you know really it's not really that's not really a selling point anymore because we have i mean i have probably four remastered versions of each album but you know include outtakes demos photos the band sitting there talking about their memories from the album um you know and dvd you know i'd like to all the vhs tapes that they released back in the 80s to be put on dvd or blu-ray now here is the downfall for you know and you're, you wonder how they're going to do this box set next year. People aren't buying music physically. Except, you know, obviously, us as diehards, we're going to go buy the box set. Definitely but does. majority of people are going to go get it on iTunes. So I think there will still be a digital version that will be a selling point, you know, with outtakes and stuff from the last 40 years. But you wonder what they're going to do physically because – Fans like you and me, and I know a ton of others that would still buy it. You know, we're, we're probably talking th thousands at least will buy it. You know, and I'd be willing to pay a pretty penny for it. But I'm talking, and they could do like a pre-order. So people who order, you know, they'll, they'll get, they can get a final number so they know how many to make in production. But I'm talking a massive, humongous box set. I mean, something that's so heavy that you can't, you can't, you know... That's what I want. I, I know that's asking a lot. I don't think we're going to get that. <laughs> but, you know, that's the problem that we're in now. You know, I just said that, you know, I want all, you know, the the breakout VHS, the Slip and Wet VHS, New Jersey VHS. Access are already to get put on DVD, but an Eden out with Bon Jovi, Live from London, Crush Tour, This Stuff Feels Right, Madison Square Garden, The Greatest Hits videos, Inside Out. I want all of those to be put on like a Blu-ray box set, you know, especially the older, you know, the, the recent ones that I've mentioned are, are obviously on DVD, hmm. but I love Blu-ray. I love 4k. So I love to have that audio and video on, on those formats. Yeah. I, I, it's an interesting point as well. What you bring on up there is what, what is the selling point? You know, because obviously, you know, for me, you know, what what intrigues you might turn me off and vice versa. You know, I want something new. I want something that's not been released before, you know, and that's what really gets my blood boiling. You know, where I really want where I, I want to really put my hand in my pocket and spend money, you know, and that is, you know, where you know, I would love nothing more than uh, a slippery and wet or especially a new jersey uh, concert to be released you know yeah. from, from, and like you say a bit like access all areas access all areas for me is just brilliant absolutely mm -hmm. you, know, you see all behind the scenes what it's like to run a band all the rehearsals you know the actual shows you see them absolutely shattered on the tour bus you know, as, as they're going through a, a humongous world tour, you know, that's what I, I loved about Access All Areas. And if you can have something like that for all the albums, you know, yeah. that would 
me, that would just be magical. Well, and, and the thing is, too, is if, A, they, they have been going through the archives, you know, for the JBJ Experience fan club and for the Sirius XM channel, they, you know, they're releasing all these, you know, mm-hmm. most of it's been heard by us diehards, you know, but some of the stuff has, okay, I can see it being, you know, audio remastered, blah, blah, blah. But they have been going through the archives, so you know some of this stuff is going to be on the box set next year. My thing is, as much as I love the 2004 box set, I truly did love that, they couldn't do a repeat of that because mm-hmm. I think it's too... Back in 2004, a lot of people would, would buy that, but nowadays you need something massive to really sell it. Obviously, you know I'm going to buy whatever comes out, but like I said, I want something that's massive, something that's worth celebrating 40 years for, you know, something massive, you know. And obviously I want it signed, you know. But, you know, so at, at the end of the day, what I want, in a, a, what would be perfect to me in a box set is outtakes. More, not, not the same outtakes that we got back in 2004. We got those. Yeah. Let's do different outtakes from, you know, every era especially from have a nice day up until 2020 and um put those on there uh do a a big collection set of all the vhs and dvds in the past put them on blu-ray um and then like interviews with the band i'd love another documentary absolutely which that's another thing too that we're getting next year is a four-part series uh of a bon jovi documentary that's oh. coming that's coming next year yeah so that would be cool to add to the box set which i think they just got done filming that so there's still production time to get that into the box sets for next year so that'd be cool if they did that so what do you think then you know in terms of as they're winding down the touring do you feel a certain return of a certain Mr. Sambora? Honestly, me, I don't see it happen. What I do see, I, I can see Richie maybe doing a, a show or just a special segment here and there. I love Richie, and I'm going to support Richie on his solo stuff, and I respect that he's left the band. You know, I love the new chapter of Bon Jovi, and I love the old chapter of Bon Jovi. I don't see Richie ever coming back. No. I don't see him. I think he's kind of left that in the past. Now, I hope I'm wrong. I, re- I, I really, really do. But I can see him saying, okay, this is the band's final tour. I can see Richie popping in for a show or two or maybe just doing a few songs. But I, I, I do think that is behind. I think Richie is out. I, I think it would be... I think it would be magical if Richie turned up towards the end of, yeah. of the final leg, you know, and, you know, as, as the stage is dark, you know, you know, the, the, you know, the smoke is coming up, mm-hmm. you know, you've got David on the keyboards just doing a little, yeah. little acoustic starts. I think it would be, the crowd would go mad if he t- if he came out with a double neck guitar with his cowboy hat on and did White Dead or Alive, you, you know, as as a as a finale. Like 
you know, like when they was inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Alec John Such, Richie Sambora, along with, you know, uh, Phil X, you know, and, and everyone else, you know, was there. You know, for me, that was just brilliant to see. It's, it's, it's the old Bon Jovi along with the new Bon Jovi. You know, yeah. it merged. And, you know, to me, I just think that was just wonderful to see. Absolutely, yeah. Wonderful to see. Yeah, and, and all the diehards, you know, I was really looking forward to seeing Alec back in the band for a, for a night. You know, that was the highlight for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, just to conclude this, if Richie did come back, it would be a huge, um, it, would, it would sell out all the shows. You know, because a lot of people want to see Richie back. But don't get rid of Phil, because Phil definitely deserves a, a place with the band. Definitely um, not with Phil. Phil that, that, might, that might not be a spotlight that Richie wants to share, though. You know, but, you know, Phil's earned his right to be on that stage, and John's definitely not going to kick him off. Definitely not. So if Richie was to come back, he's going to have to learn to share. Now, obviously, you know, there's respect and admiration from Phil to Richie. So, you know, Richie's going to have that leeway. But it, it, it would definitely help with sales and really sell out a tour. You know, even if it was, if it was truly the band announced, okay, this is our final tour, Richie's joining, it's definitely going to sell. Because you got two big things, the, the last tour – and Richie, and it's not going to be what other bands do when they're doing their fifth final tour. Mm. Once John says this is the end of touring, that's it. I, I believe that. But like I said, I, I still see them doing stuff. I, I can already picture the same interview over and over and over. Says John says it's not the end of the band; it's the end of world touring. Yeah, you know. So we'll see what happens. You know, next year is going to be a very very exciting year i'm i'm looking forward to it and like you say as as, as well you know residencies you know little sh intimate shows i think will carry on i think i think they'll carry on i think you'll have to yeah. get the stage you know john you, you know I, I think i think he'll die on stage you know that, that guy you, you know I, I think he's just got that work ethic yeah you, know? you, you got to think too imagine being in their shoes and thinking, okay, we've made it 40 years, and you've, you know, being in one of the biggest rock and roll bands of all time, thinking of what you've accomplished that not many other people get to accomplish. Mm -hmm. You know, John doesn't take that lightly. And so you have to know when that moment is right. And, you know, it may be a long time before we even see the end. And I hope, I hope we get more and more great years of tours and albums and stuff. But... John has to be at that point where he goes, okay, this is the end. You know, this is, you know, it's hard to put that legacy down and stop. You know, Bon Jovi is an organization. You know, obviously the legacy is always going to continue on. Mm, and, you know, yeah. It upset me, really, because obviously, like, like you was there in the 2020 uh, concerts. You know, like you say, you went to three or four of them. Yeah, obviously, didn't come to the UK. I, I certainly didn't have the chance to fly over to America to, to go and watch it. But it upset me, though, about the comments or that was coming across from the no, comments. Yeah. You know, about his voice and whatnot. You, you know, but, but like you were there, 
you know, you was in the stadium, you used this to it. Like, 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 what was your thoughts? I am supportive. You know, they're my favorite band, and obviously, he's not going to sound like he did back in 1986. I thought he sounded great i really did obviously yeah there was times where he struggled but you know that could have been because of the pandemic as you get older your vocal cords tighten and it's hard to sing and there's a lot of health related things that go into it you can't you know being able to get out there and play guitar the drums you know that's just in your muscle memory but when you're singing that it's honestly probably the toughest job mm. in a band is being able to sing and perform at the same time night after night for example you and i go to a show tonight we're going to sing our heads off and there our voices are going to be so sore tonight and tomorrow just think john has to go and do that tomorrow so my whole stance is i still think john sounds great and all that i'm thankful for is still being able to see my favorite band and being able to still see songs that i love i'll give another good example this last tour you know, I've been going to see them every tour multiple times since Crush. This last tour, I met a 15, 16-year-old girl with her dad. And she was like a hard, like, she told me how much she loves the band. And, like, she knew, like, the deep tracks, outtakes. She was definitely a hardcore fan. She She's never seen them. She's never met them. And she was just so excited to be there. And she goes... You know, there's so many hateful comments online, and so I'm nervous about this show. And I said, you are about to see your favorite band for the first time. That's what matters. And I remember watching her face as the band took the stage, and she had tears streaming down her face. And I thought to myself right there, that is what matters. Yeah. It doesn't – you don't go to a show and critique. You just go to the show and enjoy it. Mm. And, you know – there's a thing people will preach that they can't do. Okay, so you have all these people, especially the the critics for all these magazines, internet, YouTubers, who will critique John and say, oh, he sounds terrible. Well, are you a singer? Do you have the career that he has? You know? And you got to think, too, back when he was young, you know, the continuous tour, night, especially the slippery New Jersey tour where he was doing steroids, he was, yeah. Yeah. You know, as you get older, your your vocals change, health changes, and it's harder to sing. You know, and I'll leave it at this. Um, I saw them in Pittsburgh 2017. And John came out on stage. They did about three or four songs. And then John stopped the show. Or in between songs, he said uh, that he was very sorry that he sounds like garbage tonight because he's sick and you couldn't tell i was just having a good time and singing along i couldn't tell and then he did about two more couldn't it was hard for him to sing because he was sick he had a bad head cold and you then i could tell and then he goes i'm sorry guys i i tried my best i'm gonna have to leave you with this one and then david sang living on a prayer and stopped and then they so it was eight song uh show I left there still happy, and I heard others complaining and saying it wasn't fair, blah, blah, blah. Well, here's my point of view on that. We got to see a unique show where, you know, obviously I don't like to see John sick, but how many shows can you say, oh, John was sick at our show but still performed? Got Gotten to see David 
sing, living on prayer. Okay, that's great. And then thirdly, for people that traveled, you know, what would you you'd get to the venue and then cancel the show, you know? And so at least you got to see the band take the stage for a little bit. John gave us all. That's all I asked for. As as long as John is standing there trying, that's all I care about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like he's not trying to sing. He's not doing lip sync, anything like that. He is performing, and he is still the most amazing performer that's ever lived. And I don't say that because it's my favorite band. I truly mean that. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And what is it that Tico says about looking at his ass for the past 40 years? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but before we conclude, um, what's your opinion? Well, of John, of, of the band, of Future? Uh, of John's voice. John's voice. Well, I could only hear, obviously, of, of the recordings. Uh, uh, like I say, that's why I was interested in your opinion, because you were there. Uh, yeah. you, you, you know... Uh, obviously, so you know, um, me personally, um, I enjoy the shows, you, you know, uh, of what I saw. Um, I, I, it upset me that there was a lot of negativity, yeah. You, you, you know, uh, I, I think you've knocked the nail on top of the head about the, the Pittsburgh uh story, you know, about when he was ill on stage and he said, Listen, I'm, I've got to cut this short, you know. Yes, there is a change. It does sound a little bit different, but you know, I think the heart and the energy is still there. You know, yeah. and I do feel, obviously, like you say, as as age plays a part, he wasn't very well during the pandemic. You know, yeah, and he, he had COVID. COVID. You know, I have a bunch of. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I have a a few friends right now who have had COVID and they still have lingering symptoms. You know. You know, they're always coughing, they're having trouble breathe. Yep. So COVID is a respiratory illness. John had it, you yeah. know, so I'm sure he was still, you know, you got to think that was only six, seven months before before the tour that he had COVID. So on, like I said, there, there's nothing like seeing your favorite band on stage, and that's all that matters to me. And that you know, is the, right. And that is the right attitude to have, you know. Yeah. But, 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 but as as my daughters would say to me, the haters will hate, you know. Well, you know what? They can hate all they want, you know. At the end of the day, I think I, I think fans, true diehard fans like ourselves, easily outweigh them. Yeah. You know? Look at all the other incredible singers that are out out there or were out there. You know, you have Paul Stanley from Kiss. Uh, really, seeing him live, saw Kiss. Yeah. Really. I'm not a fan of Axl Rose, but I'll use Axl Rose as an example. The late Meatloaf, um, Brett Michaels, Joe Elliott, you know Vince Neil, um, even Joan Jett, and just all these other great artists. They don't sing like they used to, you know. They still, you know, have trouble singing, but they, they still play, and it's great to still see them. Yeah, you know, and and, and I'll leave it at this. I think, and I will stand by this, I still think John is an incredible singer. Mm. I absolutely 100% do. You know, I was still impressed with him on this last tour, and uh, that's it. You know, people don't like to listen to something, don't listen to it. Exactly, absolutely. But, you know, I think, you know, there's not one particular album I don't like. There's Mm. one, well... 
you know, there's not one particular, uh, you know, concert I haven't enjoyed. You know, I've always come out thoroughly enjoying it, you know, and, and you know, pardon the way I, I describe it, but buzzing from it, you know, is an absolute total joy to see that band live. And, and I was going to say, for anyone, you know, if you ever get the opportunity to watch Bon Jovi live, do. Yeah, there's it, nothing like it. There is absolutely nothing like it, my friend. Absolutely nothing. It's, it's, it's electric. You know, and it brings 70,000 fans together in the same arena, you know, one night. Magic. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, buddy, it was great chatting with you. I absolutely had a blast talking with you, but I'll, and I know we could talk hours and hours and hours uh, worth, but I want to thank you for coming on. And especially being so late, and you're, uh, to me, 10 30, o'clock at night is pretty late for me. So you're <laughs> just sleeping by then. But, uh, I hope you stay safe and I uh, hope to see you at some point at a show. Excellent, Jerry. Thank you very much. You take care, my friend. All right. Thanks, bye. We'll see you. Bye bye.